Today on Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones. Building in Faith. God wants to give breakthroughs in reaching the lost and helping us go beyond our ethnic barriers that we may have. Any barriers that we may have. God wants to break down those barriers, but sometimes the greatest barriers are the barriers in our heart. And there Simon was with a giant barrier that a word of correction, rebuke, had to break. Reaching up high with arms open wide, we see you're changing our lives so we can be our hands and Are we willing to allow God to break through our barriers? In today's message, Pastor Ed will teach us that our greatest barrier may be in our heart. God wants to help us break through our barriers and help us follow Him fully. Don't just look for outward barriers. Look at the barriers that are in our hearts and minds. Repent and ask for the filling of the Holy Spirit. When we let the Holy Spirit break through the barriers, there will be a ripple effect on everything around us. Now here's Pastor Ed with today's message entitled, Breakthroughs. Building in faith. There could be tremendous transformation that takes place when the gospel takes hold of a man's life. And Philip is there and he's seen miracles happen. There's great rejoicing. Now, Simon, in the English Standard Version, says magic. Uh, The other versions, some of them say sorcery. Uh, It really was demonic powers. I'm going to read you the text, and I'm going to read now from the NIV, verse 9. Some of you have your NIV Bible open. Follow with me as I read. Now, for some time, a man named Simon had practiced sorcery in the city and amazed all the people of Samaria. He boasted that he was someone great. And all the people, both high and low, gave their attention to him and exclaimed, this man is the divine power known as the great power. And they followed him. Here's Simon, who has a big ego, And people are following him because of his power. Satan really does have power. There is such a thing as the powers of darkness and lying wonders. And here Simon is doing things and people are just engulfed and followed and they're saying about him what he's saying about himself. He said, I'm someone great. They're all saying, he's the great power. How easily people are taken in. How readily they worship so many things when they don't worship the true and living God. And here they are worshiping and following. He has them in the palm of his hand. Now what happens Does Philip come and preach about himself? Look with me at the text, verse 12. But when they believed Philip, 
as he preached the good news of the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ. I like that. They had been in spiritual darkness and now the light is turned on through Philip's preaching and now people are gonna follow the truth, the way, and the life. They're going to follow Jesus Christ. So many people are following the wrong thing, the wrong person, the, the wrong agenda, the wrong vision of what they think life is about. Philip lifts up Jesus, and Jesus frees people from the darkness and the bondage that they're in. And it says, they were baptized, both men and women. He and even Simon, he himself is baptized, and he believes but I think it's important that we stop and pause and just think about that for a moment. Simon believes and he's baptized. When you get saved, it doesn't mean that everything falls off. I think you'll find in your own journey there are some things that do, but there are other things that sometimes are almost cyclical that you gotta battle with through the whole journey of life. Maybe it's a hot temper. Maybe it's ambition. Maybe it's greed. Whatever it is, you know, you know. Here's Simon, it says in the text, Simon believes, he's baptized. What does he do? Remember everybody was following him and now he's following Philip. The text says, when he sees what's happening, I pray that people see things happening in the church, that they see the supernatural, that they see God working, that they see God moving, because that will touch the heart of people, that they'll know that our God is a true and a living God, and he works in the lives of people. And here, God is working. And look what it says in verse 13. And he followed Philip everywhere, astonished by the great signs and miracles he saw. Now camp on that for a moment. What happened is he got caught up in what he was once caught up in, the spectacular. I mean, he once was involved with dark, magic and all sorts of spiritualism and now he sees God's power and he begins to think more about the outward than the inward salvation and sanctification see God can save us but he wants to sanctify us God will save us and that work of sanctification begins but we must focus and continue and let God work in our hearts ask you a question what impresses you what impresses you from Simon's conversion he was attracted to the spectacular Henry Ward Beecher said a victory inside of us is 10,000 times more glorious than any victory can be outside of us sometimes the barriers inside are the barriers that we have to have breakthroughs 
There are outside barriers, but there are also inside barriers. There are things around us, but there are also things inside of us. And here Simon is. God's trying to do a work in his heart. Now, we're going to put that on pause. We're going to come back to Simon. God is still working in the Samaritans. Remember, there's great racial tension, ethnic tension between Samaritan and Jew. Philip is there. He's not an apostle. He's a deacon. He's an evangelist now. But what does God do? He does something with all of these miracles All of these Samaritans who had made a confession of faith in Christ had not received the Holy Spirit, the baptism. They were saved, they were born again, they knew Christ, but they hadn't received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. In other words, they hadn't received that gift that God promised on the day of Pentecost. And the early church believed that that gift was for everyone. Peter said on the day of Pentecost in his sermon, the gift is for you and for your children and as many as are far off who will believe, it's for you. But the Samaritans had believed, had received, and they had to change their theology. Because I'm sure Philip, oh, you, he, he went to probably Isaiah 53. He preached the prophets and he preached the Psalms because they testified of Messiah, of Christ. And so the Samaritans, they're doing a lot of adjusting now. Their theology has to change as they embrace Christ because Jesus acknowledged the prophets. Uh, they have to accept the teachings of Jesus. And so there's a whole bunch of changes, but they hadn't received the Holy Spirit. And then you see the confirmation ministry of Peter and John. Uh, This, the Samaritans were so used to being the outsiders. Ever feel like you were on the outside of things? I mean, they really felt they were on the outside. And God says, Peter, John, you go down. Now Jerusalem sends them. Had they already received the Holy Spirit, I could picture some of those people in Jerusalem sitting around. I mean, the apostles. Ah, those Samaritans, they're not saved. Nah, nah, you know how things get exaggerated down in Samaria. I don't think it happened the way it did. No, no, how do we know that? So God made sure that Peter and John would go down because they were the primary movers in Jerusalem at this particular time in the church. Later on, James is going to, uh, the Lord's brother is going to rise to the key point of leadership. But at this particular time, we're only into like maybe two, three, four years into the early church at this particular time. And so here, Peter and John go down and they said, hey, they don't speak in tongues. Now let me just ask you, is there someone here and you haven't received the Holy Spirit? Oh, I want to encourage you to seek the power of the Holy Spirit in your life, to seek the fullness of the Holy Spirit. And we will pray that God fills you with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Uh, we've had people filled again and again throughout the year with the baptism. It really changes your life. That's your inheritance. That's the promise of God. And here they are laying hands on them Now, this is what really amazes me. Follow closely the text. Open your Bible in front of you and just read it with me. When the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them. 
Now remember Peter and John, this is going to be different for them too. They're going to be breaking new ground. When they arrived, they prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. And because the Holy Spirit had not yet come upon any of them, they had simply been baptized into the name of the Lord Jesus. And Peter and John placed their hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. Now, let's go back now, turn the pause off. Let's go back to Simon. Remember what Simon saw? He saw paralytics healed. He saw demon-possessed people freed. He saw God do incredible miracles, signs, wonders. Now watch what happens in the text. Verse 18, when Simon saw it. Now he had seen the miracles. You look at 13, it says he saw great signs and miracles. He saw it. Now he sees them receive the Spirit and it was given by the laying on of the apostles' hands and what does he do? He offers them what? Money. Mm-mm. That was a, he made a wrong move there. Why did Simon at that moment get so impressed with people receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit? I mean, if it, wasn't something visible if I just simply, let's say I'm praying for Gerilyn and she's, and I say receive the Holy Spirit and she's sitting there and then I go over to the people, receive the Holy Spirit and, and I just, just go down and Simon says, whoa, I really want that. No, no. Something happened in those people. What do you think happened? Praying in the Spirit worshiping God, maybe slain in the spirit, filled with incredible joy. It so impressed him that he said, boy, I want to have this power. What was the internal barrier that Simon needed a breakthrough in his life? Remember I said earlier, life is cyclical sometimes? Some of the things that you dealt with, you have to deal with again. Remember once he had everybody looking at him? He had the attention, the influence of those in Samaria. Now suddenly, they're looking at Jesus. They're worshiping the Lord. But he wants this power. One of the things I did on vacation was I stopped at the Billy Graham Library. I was so deeply impressed by it. There at the Billy Graham Library, uh, Jeff Banky said, make sure you go uh, to the Billy Graham Library when you're in Charlotte. So I did. The thing that impressed me was a wonderful peace I sensed there and the humility that marked Billy Graham. I mean, he gave all the glory to God. He was amazed that God could use him and, and just the write-ups and, and then he recognized those around him who served, who helped. Uh, he was so marked by humility, by a humble spirit. The worst sin, one of the worst sins is pride. It made an angel fall from heaven named Lucifer and he brought a third of heaven with him as he rebelled against God. Here, the old nature begins to rise up inside. 
And he wants power once again. He wants influence once again. Life is cyclical. And the faces change, the people change, but sometimes our hearts don't change. And God has to do surgery again. Now watch what happens in the biblical text. Simon saw the spirit was given on at the laying of hands. He offered them money. He said, give me also this ability so that everyone on whom I lay hands may receive the Holy Spirit. Listen to Peter's words. May your money perish with you because you thought you could buy the gift of God with money. You remember Ananias and Sapphira somehow wanted to use money to influence to find himself a place of influence in the church. Uh, you remember Peter and John at the gate beautiful talking to the paralytic, silver and gold we don't have, but what we do have in the name of Jesus, we, we pray for your healing, and they, he was healed. This name Simon has given concept of simony, where the idea you wind up buying position, buying offices. Now, maybe Simon didn't think anything was wrong with that. He said, boy, I, I had power before. I had a secret before. And now I want to buy this in. I want in on this thing. And look what God says. You have no part or share in this ministry because your heart is not right before God. Wow, God has so much to say about the heart. So much to say about what's inside of us. I mean, Simon was doing all the religious things. He was baptized. He was following them. He was involved in the services, whatever. But his heart wasn't right. You see that mentioned. Your heart is not right. Repent of this wickedness and pray to the Lord. Perhaps he will forgive you for having such a thought in your heart. Wow. Perhaps, notice that word, that jumps out at me. Perhaps, maybe you'll find mercy. <laughs> Sometimes we just expect, oh, I'm going to trade on God's mercy. You know, it grieves God. And God had to deal with this sin right away through Peter, his servant. Because what would have happened if they just let it go, swept it under the rug, forgot about it, moved on? How would have that early church in Samaria developed with simony, with the idea of money, buying position, buying power, buying influence, instead of recognizing the sovereign hand of God in what he does in the lives of people? He says, repent of this wickedness and pray to the Lord. That's the solution. Repent. 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 What was Simon's response? We're almost left hanging. Commentators are divided. Did he really repent? Yeah, he did. No, he didn't. Tradition is divided. Do we accept this tradition that he got involved in Gnosticism? Uh, did he, is that really what happened? It, it sort of leaves you just hanging. If you look at that next verse, it says, he says in verse 23, Four, then Simon answered, pray to the Lord for me so that nothing you have said may happen to me. Well, he wanted 
Peter to pray because Peter was a powerful prayer warrior. He wanted John to pray because they were powerful men of God. And he didn't want the judgment of God on him. But what really happened? Just sort of ends right there. Verse 23, let's go back. For I see that you are full of bitterness and captive to sin. I see you are full of bitterness and captive to sin. What was he bitter about? One translation says jealousy. He, he, he felt the sin inside and he was held. He was captive by it. God wants to give breakthroughs in reaching the lost and helping us go beyond our ethnic barriers that we may have. Any barriers that we may have. Uh, God wants to break down those barriers, but sometimes the greatest barriers are the barriers in our heart. And there Simon was with a giant barrier that a word of correction, rebuke, had to break. The pastor of the largest church in the world is Paul Youngie Cho. It's in Korea. Incredible church. A number of years ago, he said, I will go anywhere to preach except Japan. He hated Japanese because of what the Japanese did in World War II to the Koreans and because of how his own family was personally impacted. He was invited to go to Japan to preach to a pastor's conference. About a thousand pastors were there. They all gathered. He stood behind the podium and what he said as he opened his mouth was really shocking. He said, I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. Imagine a speaker saying that to an audience. Now, those thousand pastors got up. They didn't stone him. But they came around and they began to pray and they asked for his forgiveness for what their ancestors did to his and to Korea. And forgiveness was born. And Young Cho was freed from bitterness. God wants to do something on the inside. He wants to break down the barrier so you could get the blessing. What happens in verse 25? Peter and John do something they've never done before. They go throughout Samaria and they're preaching to Samaritans. Philip was the groundbreaker. He was the prime mover in a sense of that early church getting out behind Jewish walls and reaching the Samaritans. And it had a ripple effect. Every barrier that you break, whether internal or external, has a ripple effect on everything around you. For your family, for your home, for the church. If you'll say, Lord, here I am. 
like Philip. Use me to bring down walls because behind every breakthrough is a blessing. Well, that's all the time we have for today's edition of Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones of Faith Assembly in Poughkeepsie, New York. There's more to come from this series with Pastor Edward Jones. We want to encourage you to download today's message again to review. Simply log on to buildinginfaithradio.com and select today's date from the Building in Faith media player. Again, that's buildinginfaithradio.com. Maybe today's message brought a family member or friend to mind. You can share today's message via Facebook and Twitter by simply logging on to buildinginfaithradio.com and clicking on today's date. There you'll find all the options to share. Now, we'd like to invite you to join us at Faith Assembly for Worship on Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. For driving directions and more information, log on to buildinginfaithradio.com and follow the link to Faith Assembly. Or feel free to give us a call at 845-462-5955. That's 845-462-5955. Well, that's all the time we have for today. You've been listening to Building in Faith with Dr. Ed Jones. We invite you to join Pastor Ed as he continues teaching through the Word of God right here on Building in Faith. Your Word Restore